your alternative to ordinary radio. Welcome to another edition of the Trademark Productions SEO Web Talk Radio Show. Hi, I am Dwight Zeringer, owner and operator of Trademark Productions, a small digital boutique agency located in the outskirts of beautiful Detroit, Michigan. We've been involved in online marketing and web development since 1993. We figured we'd talk with a couple different industry experts on a regular basis just to keep everybody up on what's happening in the world of web development, online marketing, and optimization. We hope you enjoy our show, and we welcome your comments. I want to thank everybody for joining another edition of the Trademark Productions podcast radio show. We talk a little bit about SEO, marketing your business, and just uh, making things better for your business, making some money and stuff online on the internet. Today, we're graced with the pleasures of having a, uh, a pioneer, uh, someone that's uh, really looked up in our industry, of course, by myself, Deborah Mastler. Is that, am I saying that right, Deborah? <laughs> Mastler, like going to church and... Stella, Stella, Mastler. Mas- Deborah Mastler. She's a Mastler Link Builder and uh, president of Alliance Link. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Deborah, if I could. She works with a ton of companies. She's been around for quite a long time, since the birth of SEO, really. Um, she's frequently a guest at many SEO conferences, guest blogging. Uh, SMX, I know you've been at that. Have you spoken at PubCon as well? I have not been to PubCon. Um, unfortunately, my schedule and there's been a lot of timing conflicts with that one, but maybe one day. Sure, sure, sure. She runs an interactive marketing company that focuses on providing custom link building campaigns and link training. So today we're going to be talking a lot, a lot of link building. And it's interesting because in a lot of our podcasts, a lot of things that we talk about on our site, uh, in dialogue in general, a lot has to do in regards to SEO is link building. Um, he has done numerous high-ranking seminars, Small Business Unleashed seminars, as well as link building, training sessions for search engine strategies, and the DMA, the Direct Marketers Association. She also has a blog, which is no longer a blog spot. You actually got the linkspiel.com. And so that's a cool, it's a very nice blog, too. Very nice, easy on the eyes, easy to read. Tons of advice. She has tons of just years and years of training, and this is going to be a great thing for our listeners. So, Deborah, thank you very much for joining us today. Well, thank you very much for asking me. I appreciate it. So, you've been doing link building for a little bit of for, for a little bit of time. Give me a little bit of background. How long? When did you start? What's been going on? Sure. I um, uh, prior to to uh, my link building business, I worked for a very large Fortune 500 company that uh, sells beer. <laughs> beer. And I uh, was with them for about um, oh, I don't know, about sixteen, seventeen years. And uh, once I retired, if you will, to stay home and have my children. Uh, the internet was really kind of coming around. It was mid-90s or so, and I piddled on it for a little bit. And one of the things that I enjoyed doing, and my husband and I, and I enjoyed doing, is we're very organic. We're very green-minded. And so I used the internet to, to look for things. And as I used it, I began to understand that there was not a lot of resources online in one particular place for organic uh, information. So I developed a directory called the Organic Way Market, and I assumed uh, all of these sites together and didn't really know what I was doing at that point. I didn't realize that I was making a directory. There was no Google yet. Um, again, it was 1996, 97. And I had it online for several years. And I marketed it doing all of the things that I learned my time with Anheuser-Busch. And um, before I knew it, I was drawing the attention of a, of a number of large companies. There was someone online in those days called... Um, I believe it was MotherNature.com, 
And they asked me, you know, how did you market this and how did you do it? Because I was ranking very well. I really didn't understand it, didn't know, uh, had no clue. So I turned to somebody on the Internet that I knew very well, and her name was Jill Whalen. And I said, what am I doing? And she said, you're doing something called SEO. And I said, oh, okay. And through the next couple of years, it was 2000, 2001, um, I worked for Jill and doing a lot of link building, doing all the things for her clients that I had been doing for my little directory. And from one thing led to another, and pretty soon I was just getting more demand and spending more time doing that. And that's when Alliance Link was born, and it's been uphill from there. Wow. So... Working with Joe, I wasn't aware of that background with you, but that's that's great to know. That I guess that talks a lot about, uh, I guess the the focus on link building as well too. Now we just took a look for the organic way market. Is that site still up? Oh gosh, no. Um, I let it go when I started Alliance Link years ago. You can still find some links to it and some references to it online uh, if you look hard enough. But no, I let the domain go and I let the business go. Uh, now I wish I hadn't. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that definitely have some nice value. I'm sure some people out there like myself might even want to buy a domain that's had that kind of age since back in 1995. I, I would love. I wish I had kept the domain. I wish I knew then what I know now about that type of thing. But um, I was just really trying to focus on on my business at that point. Sure, sure, sure. Let it go. So tell us why. And I guess from what you started off learning through through experience, and then learn more about exactly the magic you were creating. Why is why is why do you think link building is important in your I, um, I guess in your opinion in your view? Now you know our listeners and a lot of our people are in the industry as well. Um, a lot of people are, are small business owners, medium sized business owners, C level executives, and also just marketers. So let's give them an understanding of again why link building is important for a business. If you um, if your business is online or if you have an online visibility, whether you are uh, bricks-and-mortar backed or whether you are strictly um, cyberspace backed, then it's important to you to be seen and to be heard online. Increasingly, it's getting very busy um, on the Internet. There's so many sites coming online now. And with all of the different venues that we have in social media as well as traditional media and traditional search engines, um, being found is important. It's very, very important to have visibility. So link building has a couple of different um, concentrations, if you will. We build links to affect our SEO, which in turn affects our ranking. We build links to build traffic and visibility, and we build links to build brand, because it's important to, to pimp our brand, to push our brand online. So they have multiple uses, and depending on what your focus is, it's not everybody, we like to think in our business that everybody is focused on, on ranking well, but that's actually not the case. Some people are looking to drive a lot of traffic. They drive traffic for numerous reasons. So when you're building links, you're doing those things, all three of those entities are touched. Build rank, you build traffic, and you build brand. And that's why it's important if you're online to constantly increase the number of backlinks to your site so that you increase the visibility and in turn increase your ranking in your brand. So you're saying that links help your website be found? Um, the algorithms behind the search engines are complex, but we do know, and we, have, we don't know all of what drives them, but we do know uh, from what they've told us and what we can see that link popularity is a component of the algorithm. So Google is probably the most open about this um, in that they tell us that they have over 200 factors 
that they use to determine how a web page ranks on, a, on their search engine. Of those components, though, um, the concept of link popularity or link building is a major, major part of that. So it could be on-page content that affects the way the page ranks. It could be site domain. It could be clicks to the page. But we know because we can make pages come and go out of the index through our efforts in link building, that link building or the concept of link popularity is extremely important. Okay. Hi, Deborah. This is Kelly. Um, I just had a question about, um, is there a certain strategy that you would suggest uh, business or individuals to attempt to do in order to build links to their site? No, online business is just like offline business. There's so many different kinds, and um, they have different audiences, different demographics, and all of those things affect the way that you're going to market your business differently. So it's really hard to give a stock answer to that because what you would do for your offline business, the way you would market it for one site or one business might not be the same for the next guy. But there are basic things that everybody can do and probably should do just to market themselves. And when you're building links or if you're online to boost your visibility online, um, there's a handful of, of basic tactics that we recommend that everybody start with. So the same thing if you had a business on Main Street, you go to your Chamber of Commerce and you buy a link from them. You would buy a membership so that you have the visibility there. You join your association. When you join the association online, you get a link from your association. You would do all of the major directories. Directories are real important. Um, they are people like uh, Yahoo.com, Business.com, Best of the Web. These are basic uh, directories that everybody can buy a link into and get links from to promote their business. Well, While it's hard to say you should do exactly the same thing for everybody, those types of things are foundational and everybody can do. Perfect. Now, you know, I, I just want to just, you had just said in one of the last things of your conversation there was you're buying a link. Now, I, I want to, I, I definitely want to dumb this down a little bit for some of the newbies that are listening to this, but I, I also know that they've probably done some research themselves too, as everybody has, but link buying seems to be an issue that's definitely been a topic, um, and it was a topic at PubCon again this year as well. Um, so buying a link in Best of the Web and Yahoo is okay? Well, oh, this is complex, you're right. Um, the search engines, all of them, and probably most notably Google, has made it very clear how they feel about paid links. Paid links are links that you accrue for the purpose of manipulating search engine results are a no-no to them. But links that, that you purchase from places like business.com and yahoo.com and best of the web, those are business entities. They don't consider those paid links or negative links because there is an editorial review process that happens before you're accepted into those directories. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, okay. In other words, human beings review those links and they'll say either, yeah, the site is good, you can come into the directory, or no, maybe not so much. So there's an editorial review process that happens there. And so in their eyes, that's okay. It's an acceptable business practice. But if you're just buying links you know, in droves for the purpose of manipulating page rank in Google's case or manipulating link popularity in the other search engines, it's something that they really frown on. Mm. 
Yes, so I'm quite aware of that. I just like to hear every 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 industry leader's opinion and how they state it in different ways, and we all have to be very very coy in how we uh, also represent that as well, because we never know when we're going to have ears out there by the name of cuts that would be listening to something like this. <laughs> you know that's true, and publicly um, and privately, you know I always say if you can afford to be scrutinized and or to lose a page um, in the index because you're paying for links, then, you know, okay, that's fine. But if, if the website is your main bread and butter, if you're feeding your children some of the profits from your website, these kinds of things are things you might want to think twice about. You've got to be careful. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, too, is let's talk a little bit more about the aspect of paid linking. And you talked about, well, let's go, go to the Chamber of Commerce. So we join our Chamber of Commerce. Now, that's a for-profit business. Chamber of Commerces are not run by the government. But if I have a local Chamber of Commerce, and we're based in Detroit, so I go to the Detroit Chamber of Commerce, and I have to join, so I obviously have to pay money. But one of the benefits I get of that is a listing on their website, which would be an outbound link over to my website. Is that paid or not? Well, it, it can be considered a paid link, but keep in mind, again, that with Chamber, they have an editorial review process, maybe not of your site, but of your business. So I keep hearing the editorial review component is what people should be looking out for is, is this something that would potentially be flagged or is this something that would be good? So I guess making a donation to a local charity or supporting them in a certain way, shape, or form, if we can actually get some type of recognition on their website linking back to us, then that could be considered also a bit of an editorial review? Well, yes and no. I'm not sure how they look at that type of thing with sponsored links, but again, typically when you sponsor something like that, you don't always have to pay for it. A lot of times there's services and kind that are given for sponsored links. But, you know, it's like anything else. If, if you're going to do it so that it helps your business, so that it promotes your business, so that it drives traffic and builds your brand within that particular realm. It wouldn't make any sense for you if you were a snow tire manufacturer to buy or sponsor a link, say, on a baby food manufacturer you know, industry or the baby industry. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Granted, you have to take snow tires to Babies R Us or you know, to take your baby around. Well, we want our babies to be safe, and we don't want to be driving okay. you know, cheap tires. <laughs> Absolutely, but the correlation there on, online is probably, you're not going to get a lot out of that. So you have to kind of use your head, too, about when you're doing buy links, uh, paid links. Is it really going to help you in the long run all the way around, or are you just doing it for the link pop? Sure, so relevancy in that is, is you do want to have relevancy of the links that you're gaining. I do think so. I think part of the issue with link popularity, there are four components. Um, one of them is link quantity, the number of links, link quality. Some people equate this with page rank. It's the quality of the pages that link to you. Link anchor text is the, the third one. And the fourth one is relevancy. Sites that are similar or complementary have a tendency to, to link out and to reference each other. Keep in mind that link popularity and, and uh, uh, the linking basis of sites page to page is all based on the co-citation issue. So... Um, you know, when, when, without getting too deep into it, when PageRank is written, initially it was sites who like what's on somebody else's site will link to it because they have an interest in that or they have a commonality. So if you stick within your realm, if you stick within your community and you link that way, you'll find you'll probably have more benefit from a traffic standpoint, from a relevancy standpoint, and from an algorithmic standpoint. Hmm. It makes sense. And the engines of 
kind of alluded to this as well. The engine reps, some of those guys that you mentioned earlier, um, have alluded to this as well. That you know, if you're you're getting a lot of links on off-topical sites, they're really not going to add to your bottom line in the end. Now, what do you think about them as far as going back? Because there's been a lot of talk. There's a lot of speculation in a lot of ways, and there's really never too much clarity in regards to answers, just like uh, the answer that you received from Matt on your blog back last year uh, about as far as the value of a link. If there's two links on one page and they're both linking out to the same page, either internal or external, where's the value being counted? Um, and, and, and again, as I think for some of our listeners and some of the newer people that are, are getting involved in SEO, you can see the dynamics and the depth of what this can really get into from a technical component of sculpting the way that you can drive a lot of link uh, or link popularity and backlinks to your website in different ways. So um, I guess, is there different types of strategies? I guess let's talk about a smaller, uh, you know, a business, a newer business that's redeveloped their website and now they're probably engaged in some search engine marketing. Um, but now they want to show up in more organic. Organic is going to be long-term. Um, how do they start to build something up? What type of recommendations do you give to them? Uh, what, what is some good advice that they can and how they can start to be engaged in SEO? Building links, let's say that component of just building links itself, on a more consistent basis. And what type of results can they expect over what period of time? You know, much to what um, Kelly's question was earlier about uh, giving specific, in, you know, uh, examples, depending on the industries that you're in, different industries have different opportunities. If you're more competitive, the more competitive industries, you have to be a little more aggressive and you have to do a, a much broader-based um, type link building in order to see the results because that market is already pretty, pretty saturated. The get-go, though, for just kind of all the way through, something that everybody should be doing and what we find is extremely beneficial right now is anything that has to do with content. So if you're manufacturing content, if you're developing content, if you're creating content, you have to create the kind of content that people want and they'll link to it. So, you know, a lot of businesses, if they're out there with their websites, should go into their stats and look at what people are using to find them. How are they, what, are, what words, what terminology are they using to find that particular web page? Deborah, let me, let, me, let me just pause you for a second there, but that's an important tip is so to look into your analytics or your stats and look at the keywords that are, that are actually driving traffic organically from your site, correct? That's true. And one of the things that we do at Alliance Link before we start with any client is we send a survey to their, to their customer base. And we'll ask them some very basic questions, which is something any business should be doing occasionally anyway, just to keep a pulse on what their, what their client base wants. Where do you go when you're not on my site? You know, what do you like to do? What is the age group, um, the, the financial income information, if you can get that from people? Um, you know, are you married? Are you single? All of the demographics that go behind your your products, all of the people, all of what they do, you need to know that so that you can pr- uh, produce content or create content that they'll be attracted to. So there's many different ways to do that. Going into your stats is one. Going into um, the survey issues is another. You can find the more popular social media sites online. For example, the older demographic, somebody 55 or plus, they might be spending a lot of time on eons.com. Or another one of the older focused 
um, social media sites. And if you spend a little time there and you listen to the dialogue and you look at the questions or um, look at the, uh, the conversations that are happening there, you get a feel for what that demographic is asking and talking about. You can create that type of content, put it on your site, promote it, and people will link to it. That's what we're finding is probably the number one link-building tactic that we're using at the moment. Wow, that's great. So engage in a community, or at least be an ear, and listen to the chatter that's going on and the conversations that are happening, and then make relevant content and add that to your site, and then go ahead and advertise that or market that in some way. And you're saying that's going to be a great way to, to actually gain links back from other people on an ongoing basis. You know, it really is. I, I am not a believer in sending content away from a website. I think you should make your website be the ultimate authority on whatever product or service you're selling in your niche. So if you're selling those snow tires, if you're selling running shoes, you should be the number one spot somebody thinks about when they want to buy one of those things. So they'll come to your website. They need the information. They come to your website. When you become an authority like that, then you start getting links on places like Wikipedia, you know, and you get, you get into, you're cited by the media, and all. you become top of line in the thought process and in the food chain then for that particular type of product. And that really should be your goal, whether you're an offline or you're an online business. But online especially, because that's how we build links. That's how we build traffic and how we build brand. Hmm. So, paid links and the most effective way to buy these links that are worthwhile. You're saying Chamber of Commerce is other ways. Um, link baiting and writing content and gaining links, that's a great way too. But what about some current trends that you're seeing um, that our listeners should know about? You mentioned two. Are there others? You know, part of, the, uh, part of the content generation trend that we're seeing right now is for something called infographics. Um, it, just as, a, I guess, a real easy way to explain it, it's, it's uh, words and pictures, a lot of charts, a lot of graphs, um, a lot of pictorial information. That type of, of um, content seems to be very, very attractive right now and being linked to in hordes. Anything that has to do visually, video, um, pictures, uh, even, even podcasts, especially podcasts, these are the types of things that people like to have and will link to uh, for that information because it's a source of information for others. So sometimes it's not just being information on your site. It's having information that others can pass to. So if you're the authority on something um, and someone else is talking about that product as well, they'll cite your, your particular information or your particular um, content as an authority source. So we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing anything that has to do with attraction. Um, like I said, video, infographics, podcasts, um, uh, some sort of, um, what do they call them? My brain just went dead. Like a, a photo gallery sure. of pictures. Um, those types of things. Anything that can elicit attention visually also seems to be very, very hot right now. Other than that, you know, your, your basic things like your reciprocal linking or your asking for links, just sending out link requests, all of that stuff still works. It does. All of it still works. But we're finding what we're having the best luck with in getting quality links, which is something else, you know, you have to strive for. Getting a bunch of links from just scraper sites or, or crappy blog sites 
doesn't help you as much as getting links from authority sites or from other people in your industry that have some credibility. In order to get that, in order to build your credibility, you have to build your content. Once the content is built, by using those things especially, since people are so hot for them, you'll find that the links will come. One of the things that I'm hearing you say, too, is that this really, I guess, an underlying tone or underlying statement is this is really something that any marketing department, any business should really be considering to make a part of their regular ongoing efforts. Um, is building links on an ongoing basis. It's like old news versus uh, new news. It's continuously, there's new news all the time. So we need to continu- continuously build up that, that credibility or that popularity of your backlinks. And you really do. It, it, it's, we, we've been watching and we've been noticing because we're getting a lot of inquiries from companies about training. People want us to train them to show their SEO staff or they're hiring people to come into their SEO staff to do nothing but build links, to build out their social media profiles, to build their awareness in the social media sites, to be on Twitter, um, to ask for links, to work with the public, I mean, uh, the, the, uh, the press, the publicity end of things. That's a good point, oh, Deborah. Um, you know, I guess social media, now that you brought that up, I mean, what, what, what's your relevancy and thought in regards to those? Are those good for downstream backlinks that potentially could be brought to your site? Because a lot of those aren't being included for you know inclusion in search results and some Twitter streams now, I guess. I'm, I'm, we're definitely experimenting with those, but I guess what's your feedback on all that? You know, I, I love Twitter. I spend probably too much time on Twitter um, yakking both personally and professionally. But um, what I have found for my staff uh, when we're working for Twitter is that it is probably one of the best research tools now that we have out there. You know, you're only, your link building is only as good as the research provides. So you have to find sites and you have to find partners and you have to find opportunities. And that takes a lot of time. It takes a ton of time when you're online trying to figure out who you can approach or where's your demographic or, you know, how, what, what can you create on your site that's going to draw eyeballs. Twitter is awesome for that because you can set your tweet alerts to bring back any kind of information that somebody's tweeting on your topic. So you can do that online too. You can. The, I think the most common one people use is Google Alerts because it's it's free. But there's a lot of paid services too. You can set them so that they will fish through all of the internet uh, for any instance or any mention of your name. Uh, of your keywords, and they'll bring that information back. So you're constantly updated and constantly aware of where there's new locations or where there's new opportunities where you can drop links. Same thing with Twitter. You can set your tweets so that information comes back. So if you notice that somebody starts tweeting a lot about your particular keyword, you can find out who those people are. It's very simple. Everybody has an identity on Twitter. And we take all of those people, we build a database, and we will contact them if we're launching new product lines, if we're trying to promote new content, we have, we know also because of the groups and the list feature that Twitter now has that makes it easier for us, we can search on all of that for our keywords. We can search for commonality in all of that and then promote our content, promote our website through those Twitter people. So there's a whole concept, there's a whole strategy um, and many, many tactics involved. 
Deborah, what do you feel about uh, sponsored tweets and some of the sponsored conversational platforms? I know that one there by Zia is the one that's most readily available right now, but actually the disclosure and paying people to tweet about your products, um, are you seeing, have you used those and are you seeing success or what's the results? I've not used any sponsored tweets yet. Um, I have seen a few of them here and there. Uh, you know, I just kind of look at them and, and move on. I, I guess, you know, it's like sponsored blog ads, too, or sponsored blog posts. Um, you know, they're fine. I mean, everybody has their opinion, whether it's paid for or not. Um, I, you know, they don't hit me or they don't, I don't use them or they don't influence what I do one way or the other. Um, so... I don't think that's an issue for what we're doing. Now, you talked a little bit about doing link-building training for different organizations and SEOs and marketing departments. Talk a little bit about what your training consists of and what you deliver and what it costs. You know, every company has a different uh, focus on what it is that they're looking for. Most people want uh, or ask us to come in and train people kind of from the ground level up about link-building so it, inters- it kind of, uh, I guess, dovetails into their SEO product. You know, your SEO, your on-page SEO and your link building has to work together in order for it to be successful. If you're not targeting the right keywords in your anchors, your anchor text, that's the clickable part of the link that you see, if those are not matching with what's on your page, eh, you're kind of wasting your link juice. So we'll come in and we'll talk to them a lot about algorithmic influence and in link building and what are the best tactics to affect an algorithmic influence. Or we'll come into it from a social media side and, and show them how they can um, solicit links from and get links from people in social media. A lot of form building. There's a lot of different focuses that people have when they ask us to do their training, but it generally breaks down into two, the very basics from an algorithmic standpoint and the social media aspect. Talk a little bit about the social media components uh, again. I, that just had an interest to me in my ear. But um, what are some of the ways that you have social media or asking people out there in the, in the blogosphere and the social media components to uh, help build links or give you links? Mm-hmm. One of the easiest ways uh, to get started in that is through um, blogger outreach, through something we call blogger outreach. You know, there's many, many, and I forgot what the number is, something like 25 Uh, That's probably even low. Probably 40 million blogs online right now. And a lot of people have been blogging for a while. Um, They kind of get tired. You know, they they need to take a break or they're looking for a a fresh voice or they're looking for content. And typically um, when we approach bloggers and say we have content, you know, we have this particular content that's on the same topic that you're writing about, most of the time we're embraced and people let us put uh, our content on their blog. So blogger outreach is a big one. You can do that very easily by going to the search engine and typing in guest blogger plus your keywords or some variation of that terminology, and you will find all of these people that are looking for, for, for fresh content and for people to come in and guest blog for them. So social media is, well, we have to keep in mind that you know blogging is still part of social media. Um, so that's one of them, and that's probably the greatest um, or the, the, the best tactic that we're using that has the greatest amount of return. What about some tools, analytics and stuff? What are some of the ones that you can use or recommend for people getting started? You know, um, from an analytics standpoint, uh, I have, uh, have the one that I'm most familiar with is ClickTrack. I don't get into a lot of that type of stuff. You know, I, I use the stuff from Google. Um, 
I use whatever anybody has on their sites that's really from a link building standpoint, not my forte. <laughs> Usually the SEO takes care of the analytics, but I've worked with a wide range of them, and I can't say that I like one more so than the other. They all provide about the same service, about the same amount of information that I look for. Now, you know, <laughs> those types of programs are different in what they're reporting, but for what I'm looking for as a link builder, they're pretty much all the same. But the only one I've had any real hands-on with is ClickTracks. ClickTracks? Hmm? Okay. And I, some of our listeners uh, who are using link building or plan on adding this to their marketing campaigns for 2010, what's some advice or some starting points you could give them? I, you know, I could not hear you. Can you can you tell me that? Can you say it again? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, some of our listeners that are going to be starting and adding optimization and link building to their marketing plans are part of their uh, New Year's resolutions. I guess what are some tools or what are some ideas and some directions for them to get started with it from, from your point of view? My, my number one tool that I use that I cannot live without besides my Diet Coke um, are my alert services. I have to have alert services. I run probably 150 to 175 alerts a day. So, again, I mentioned one earlier because it's free and it's very common. It's Google Alerts. But if you sit down and, and go on the computer and just search for alert services, many, many, many different types of them will come back. If you're constantly having information come into you instead of having to look for it, it's such a time saver. And you'll get it right away before other people see it because the alert services look for stuff that has just been launched. So I really can't live without that. I think it's, it's awesome. The other thing I can't live without are my press release submission tools. I, I have several. Um, probably PR Web is the one that I like the best, although I use um, several different companies. And if we're doing content, if you're creating content on your site, you need to let the world know it's there. And the press release submission programs are, are the best way to get that out initially. So those are the two things that I would get started with before anything else. Um, and before, if I was you know, getting going in, in link building immediately, those are the two things I would set up. Well, great. Deborah. I want to thank you very much for taking the time out with us today. Um, I understand that you are feeling a little bit under weather, so I appreciate your time and, and giving away a lot of these tips to, uh, to everybody. And uh, you guys can uh, check out Deborah online over at her blog, which is going to be, uh, it, well, the Alliance Link is your company, but the blog, why don't you go ahead and give out all those addresses? Um, AllianceLink.com, Alliance-Link.com, and, and the blog is Linkspiel, Link, and then Spiel, S P. I-E-L.com. Excellent. Deborah, thank you very much. Uh, have a warm and a safe holiday season, and we'll see you at some of the conferences here in the uh, early uh, wintertime. Thanks. The same to you all. all right.